Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone. In April Fool, we're actually having a live show today. Ha <laughs> ha! Fool you <laughs> Everybody, we're here. Went, it went quiet. I can't stand it. Oh, it's, it's like it's like deafening silence. Do you ever have hear deafening silence? Well, yeah, but why wouldn't it be silence? It's not like we have a live studio audience. Oh, I don't know. Come on, do your intro. Everybody's waiting. Oh yes, that's right. I forgot I didn't do an intro. Oh, here we go. Yes. Um, good evening, everyone. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England Zone Van Helsink. With me all the way from East Bridgewater is the blonde bobshell herself, Miss Ann Carrigan. Well, aren't you all glad that I asked him to do that? Yeah. Yeah. That's you know what you know what Russ calls that? But calls that your pukey voice. I hate to tell you, but I really do have like the most rattiest voice. You know, some people don't have a, a face for radio. Well, I don't have a voice for radio. <laughs> I, I can't figure that out. So what the hell? Yeah, I know. I can't figure. But still, I'd rather have the um, raspy Van Helsing voice than the pukey Van Helsing voice. So yeah, you don't like the pukey Van oh, Helsing God, voice. Oh, God, stop it, please. That, Come on. You know, do you know they actually wanted me to to, to go for uh, voice coaching. Really? Yeah. I I I can see why. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I can see why. Really? Yeah, really. I'd go la 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 la. You know, like they do, and whatever. Stop anyway, this is a real Just show. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is. It's a real show. It is April Fool's. So oh, anyways, I hate April Fools. Where did uh, April Fools come from? Did Can you somebody like, tell me what the origin of that was? Yeah, some fool. Some fool. <laughs> I don't know, but we actually have a guest, so that's more important. And well, thank uh, goodness. Yep, and he is all the way from Jacksonville, Florida, and he is a intuitive medium, Mister Paulo Santo. Are you there? Yes, I am, Ron. Did I mess your hi, name Paolo. up? Hi, hi. Is that Ann? Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you guys for having me. No, we're really excited. I am. I mean, I looked at your website, and uh, uh, you do a lot of things. And, and one thing I want to talk to you about is, of course, seances, and, but we'll, we'll put that aside for a little bit and uh, talk a little bit about some of the other stuff you do. And um, for those who don't know, what is your website? Well, it would be Paolo, P-A-O-L-O, Santo, S-A-N-T-O dot com. Okay. And that's up on Facebook page. It's, uh, <laughs> it is on the Facebook page, and it is under a little construction right now. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and and did point that out a little bit, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> 
I, oh, sorry. I was it, 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 it's hard to find good help these days. Yeah, that's what I keep telling myself every time I look at Ann. Uh, but, oh. You know, what? Was wow. something I said? Boy, you know, you see what happens when you're gone a week? Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? I took the week off, too. So there you go. Oh, you we did? Actually, yeah. I actually played a, uh, a repeat. So there you go. Uh, but anyway, oh. anyways, back Sorry, to Paolo. Hello. Hello, Ann. Back that's to Paolo. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, I was looking at your website and uh, nice picture, by the way. Very, very distinguished looking. Yeah. Uh, you, there's, there's a few phrases on there which I really find intriguing. For instance, soul clearing. Would you give us a definition of that and kind of what you do and, and how you get into soul clearing? Well, mainly the, the, the idea concept is about when, when individuals are going through troubled times or whatever it may be in, in their life situation and status, there needs, there needs to be a letting go of certain things. And some people will get to the point where they try to do it just physically or mentally, but when you get down at a spiritual level, that soul level, to really accept what it is, who you are, and then to be able to have that understanding, you know, the unconditional love aspect, which we can talk about a little bit later. But having that, and then to be able to release and let go of any negative attachment on either a mental, physical, or that spiritual soul level, then, then real healing is going to take place. It's not some supernatural thing or anything, but it's a personal experience that the individual um, uh, pretty much experiences. Mm-hmm. So it's so, almost um, kind of like a more of a, a psychiatric kind of wow. thing. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go as far as using certain terms. Um, however, no. a, a definitely a deeper reflection, um, mm-hmm. a deeper reflection of, of what's inside self, and then to be able to have that understanding of, of that center or where it all originated from, the individual experiencing it. Then from mm-hmm. that, then by overcoming these blockages, first being aware of it, then now where do you want to go with it? And then from that, acceptance and then letting go. Um, mm-hmm. To be able to move past anything that could be of, of blockages or holding any individual back, mm-hmm. okay. there is different form. There is different forms of uh, uh, meditation or hypnosis that is being used in the process. Um, guided visualization, uh, energy work, um, using the sui. So there, there are different formats, but each individual is is different. So it's a case by case. Right. Session. Right. Okay. You know, it's really weird, but I keep hearing a, a, a locomotive. <laughs> you, you do. You can actually pick that up. That's actually the ghost train down here. <laughs> but, um, they're, they're, it's, it's funny. There, there is, there is <laughs> oh, no railroad where I'm at right funny. now. That's um, right. Uh, but we, we do pick that up, so it, that's interesting. But soul clearing, so – and and uh, what was I going to say with that? So you, you mentioned hypnotism. So uh, are you a hypnotist as well? Um, I do practice, yes. Okay. So that would go into one of the other things you do, which is uh, past life regression. That's correct, yes. And a lot of that is, is, is in the same form. Some individuals, because of the term soul clearing, it is kind of heavy, um, definitely to individuals that are not aware of what that is or they're still a little curious. Some individuals are they're maybe a little bit more familiar with past life regression. Uh, and then that whole process. 
Um, and the, the amount of years of doing it, I've actually never had anybody come back saying that they were Napoleon or Cleopatra. It's a very really? interesting, yeah, very interesting phenomenon of uh, what takes place. Yeah. You know, um, when I first started doing this, uh, and, and I started because I had a, a near-death experience, is that I did not believe in a lot of things. I certainly didn't believe in mediums. I thought they were all charlatans until I met Maureen Wood, and then I changed my opinion of that. And, and a lot of things, uh, just because I don't b believe them, I always open-minded enough to try to uh, see if there's invalidity in them by studying them and so forth. And I've opened my mind quite a bit over the years, but one of the things I cannot Grab, grab is past life regression that we have past life and I had David Wells over here from the UK who is very much into that and uh, he wasn't able to turn me to the dark side so can you turn me to the dark side what <laughs> explain this to me I, I am your father Ron I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> um, well really it, it, I'm going to say this it's not like what Hollywood or, or and just in, in, in my observation and experience with it, it's nothing like what Hollywood or the TV will try to uh, portray it as. Mm -hmm. um, individuals, and, and again, this is just my, my opinion, yeah. I feel that at a, um, at a genetic level, we, we can carry on past memories through subconscious if those who do believe in a reincarnation um, that these things, these memories can keep transcending um, and then recycling. Uh, you mm -hmm. can't create nor destroy the energy. However, if it is on a constant flux or flow, then it's going to come back. Now, if there has been certain, you know, uh, experiences, traumatic or, or otherwise, that could keep an individual from evolving. Um, like, for instance, one case study, uh, there was a gentleman about four years back terrified of water completely and utterly terrified of water since childhood, could not be touched by it. I uh, actually had to take a chemical bath. Well, this oh, wow. individual, over the years, he would come, uh, he came to me, and we discussed, and we had a couple sessions doing that, the regression. And in one of the regressions, he actually was a passenger on the Titanic. I know it sounds a little far-fetched, but he was a passenger, and he, he went down with, with the, uh, the ship. So in the process of the regression, to be able to get him to go back, you know, gradually to a point of time that could have been of a block to him, then he was able to, to see that, to actually experience it without any emotional, mental, or physical attachments whatsoever. And in that process, he was able to accept it. He was able to understand now why, and he was able to let it go. He was able to forgive himself in that process of letting it go, and understanding why of that fear, and now knowing that there was really nothing to be afraid of. Mm -hmm. So he comes back, and yes, it was a little emotional, but we, all the proper procedures are there to, to very gently guide these individuals back. And he calls me a month later, and, and I was doing a, a lecture, and I get a phone call, and I, I knew the gentleman. And I had to stop the lecture. I said, guys, you're, I have to take this. He calls mm -hmm. me. And he says, Paula, you're not going to believe this where I'm at right now. And I said, I have a, I have a feeling, but, but can, I, can I put you on speaker for everybody to hear you? He goes, please. And he's, I, I just feel the, the, how can I say this? It just, it, it just felt like a cool breeze 
really, on a really hot summer's day. And he's, he's like, I'm at the beach right now. I'm at uh-huh. the beach, and my feet are in the water. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I about dropped the phone, and I'm starting to tear up because I know what this man has been through. And oh. for him to be having the strength, the, the, the courage to be able to stand there and, and have no fear, have no doubt, period, no attachment, mm-hmm. and he's there. He says, you know, out of all these years, I've always wanted to know what it felt like, and I've always wanted to actually go swimming. And today I'm uh, going to. And I, and uh, I lost it. I, I started to cry. And I mm-hmm. said, well, put the phone down first before you go swimming. <laughs> and, and, and he did. And he did. He was able to overcome that. You know, I, I believe that, you know, what you do is real to, to whoever you do it to. And and I believe you believe it. So but that that's that's good. But I just look for other, you know, to, why does it have to be a, a soul that's reborn? Why can't it be something else? For instance, if it's a soul that's reborn, then, you know, I've heard saying, well, you know, the the memories or everything carrying the DNA strand and that's how it's passed on until you become who you are then that should be provable by being testing dna from the person who you were supposed to be if it's not too far well, in the past sorry, sorry. or a relative it go ahead well sorry, sorry for cutting you off for a second but that's it's right. I, and, and i and i had the same question when it came to the whole dna analysis mm-hmm. but again through through my research and just just my ideas and theory here is that the subconscious now now really can we label that and then some individuals are like, okay, well, what is the soul? Now, now, in conversation here and there, maybe some would actually say that the, maybe the subconscious could be that of the soul. So if, if, if right now we're experiencing it in a conscious level of existence, but then, then, we, then we check out, is, is there still some inkling of that, that energy or, or that thought or that subconsciousness of it? You know, mm-hmm. can that continue? Can that come back? Can that um, still re- I don't want to say regenerate, but almost like you know, transcend through time and space because the, 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 there is no limits to that. And and going on that thing, I mean, if you believe in a greater consciousness, and of course, greater consciousness is some of all consciousness, then why couldn't that person particularly be in for some particular reason be tapped into that particular soul as part of the greater consciousness? Why does that soul actually have to? be that person that's you know i i think it can i mean i think it can but i think that also goes into the discipline of focus of the individual that's practicing um Mm -hmm. good to be able to not just have belief in themselves and what they do but the faith because ultimately the faith and the belief in the individual experiencing nobody can tell them it's right wrong or the other that it does or doesn't exist and those two factors ultimately create their perception which is enhance their reality. And nobody can tell you that what you're experiencing is real or not. Everything really is happening in your mind right now. Right. And just because it happens in your mind doesn't mean it's any less real. So it's really up to the individual. And it's like any form of uh, tradition of spirit or religion, if, if, if that's the title that needs to be used. But ultimately, and that of a greater consciousness or God or whatever that be, creator of the cosmos, that, that Alpha Omega, the supreme instance, whatever that may be, we really, we can't even try to fathom to understand that. We're just little ants. Um, 
but things happen. Things, very strange things do happen as a phenomenon. If it wasn't exact science, yeah, I'm sure everybody would be able to replicate it every day. Right. But that's, that's why we're here. That's why we're trying to learn and continue. And that goes back to that knowledge, because once we have that knowledge by being shared and then it becomes applied as wisdom, then we can start to focus. We can start to create that discipline, um, just like the monks in Thailand, um, the, the Buddhists, or, or any other spiritual practitioner. Mm -hmm. All right, so you've explained a little bit to me. I'm not ready to jump on the past life regression thing, but that's okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> no, Can I, we take you know. a step back for a minute? Oh, um, I, I'd like yeah. to. Go ahead. Yes, Ron. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I just yeah. wanted to ask Paolo if we could just step back. What was your What was your beginning with this? How did you? get uh, into this whole, um, you know, psychic, spiritualism, medium, spiritualism whatever? Well, um, I, I grew up in a very interesting background. Um, mother's side of the family, a very strong, devout uh, Roman Catholic, and father's side, a very strong Southern Baptist. Uh, pretty much oh. growing up, anything I did uh, was wrong, and I was going to hell for it. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> interesting, on my, my grandfather on my mother's side, um, was a Lucero, um, actually from the Zambales uh, region of the Philippines, um, and he was a Polero from the um, from the Polo tribe over there, uh, which originated mm -hmm. back into the uh, Guam of Puerto Rico. But digressing on my father's side is actually where all the mediums and the spiritualists came from, being fellow travelers um, of uh, certain orders. And um, Flora McDonald, um, being a great-great-grandmother to me, um, who was also known as um, Mal Malaveri, Mary Malavelli, the uh, medium. Oh, wow. Well, I'm getting an echo coming back through. Hey, am I coming through okay on your end? Yeah, you might, your, vo your volume might be up a little bit on your speakers or, or it might be on our end too. So anyways, uh, I'm sure that Karina's right on that. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, no, you're sounding fine, Paolo. Well, thank you. So, well, through that, I um, I was around um, a lot of the different forms of uh, occultism and spiritualism as a child growing up, and really was allowed to to kind of chart out my own path. I was always questioning everything, and if I had any form of authority to it, I was questioning it even harder. Uh, and I, I would always be told, you know, you're writing a book, and I go, yes. And then eventually they say, well, leave that chapter out. Uh, and so, I, I didn't have any any resistance really, um, except for the fact of do your homework and know what you're doing. Okay? Mm -hmm. If I had questions, I was very very blessed that I had individuals that were able to answer that question. So so why did you go on the spiritual path? I mean, this is what you do for a living now, right? That that is correct. Yeah. yeah so I, how did I, you get from there to? what you're doing now well i well I, a lot of the um some of the family members are are uh, up in new england rhode island and um uh, uh, there's a uh, my grand aunt pauline up in uh, new england is um is also a psychiatrist but also a medium um there was a wonderful book that was written called uh, elephants in your tent how a mystic survives cancer well going through going through certain schooling and uh, then talking with her 
and there's really nobody in our family that really was taking up the, the journey. As a kid, I, I saw myself being that, that friend that everybody wanted to go to to talk, and very pragmatically to come up with resolutions and solutions of, of things that might have been troubling them. And from that, I just, I really, in, in my heart, I wanted to be there for, for mankind. And, and I know it sounds strange, but as a child, uh, seeing how everything was going on in the world, it, it didn't seem very bright. You know, it, it just it seemed like there was a lot of stuff going on. Well, knowing that in order for the world to change, it has to be one person at a time. So if one person is able to be 100% of their true potential that they know they will be, and then they start sharing that, then now, in theory, everybody can become that. So in essence, the world does change overnight if everybody's on the same page. So the only way to really be able to share that was to kind of go this route. I mean, going to different forms, you know, work, um, I, I don't think it had the, the same amount of impact. Um, as being on this stage, on this platform, to be able to share at a deeper emotional um, level where, where people can understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Right. So you you have uh, you're also a spiritualist too. Am I correct with that? That that is true. Yeah. Okay. And are you a member of the spiritualist church, or, or are you? Uh, not, I guess it's pretty. Simple. Well, um, I am a priest of the uh, the Hellenic Alexandrian uh, Orthodox, which is a uh, Greek, Roman, and Egyptian. Uh, oh wow! Head, head magistrate and founder of the Pillars of Prophecy, which is a uh, spiritual conditioning and side development institution of a practical application. Um, mm -hmm. We kind of get rid of the whole uh, supernatural mutant abilities as a talent. Um, really, and, and we, we educate people on a very ground level of understanding that it is a, a natural talent that we all have. Some are more um, natural to it than others. Some have to take practice and, and, and train. Some don't care. They, they, they might want to learn badminton instead. But also, I'm, I'm a, um, a, a fellow brother in the Masonic Order, um, part of the uh, NSACC, um, a student grad for the uh, Morris Pratt Institute of Spiritualism, the Omni Center down on the land uh, of hypnosis and uh, University of Metaphysics. Mm. You're very wow. busy. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. You're a busy yeah, we, fellow. We, we have a lot of friends in the Masonic uh, Lodge, don't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful, wonderful. Well, wonderful, <laughs> and, and we've actually investigated, done paranormal investigating Masonic Lodges as well, which uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? I, I'm I'm very surprised they let you in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, um, it, I don't it, I don't know. It, 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 I don't know. Let us in? <laughs> Did they let us in? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I I mean, we're investigating uh, the Houghton Mansion, which is uh, a place up here in Mass, and um, Not that it's I'm actually sure. kind of the, the mansion is owned by the Masons, the Masonic mm -hmm. uh, Lodge, and so they're one in the same building, but I mean, I think that the Masonic part of it is kind of separate from the 
haunted side of it. You know what well, I mean? They, well, they do let yeah. investigations in in the lodge as well. So yeah, they let us in. Uh, yeah. yeah, but that's so, not the intent when we go there. Is to oh do a, an investigation in a Masonic lodge. You know what I mean? It's the building uh, no, in, in general. Right. No, and, and there's a lot of wonderful, wonderful history, um, and and definitely um, in, in in Mass and uh, Virginia and New England and in those areas, and definitely rich in history when it comes with uh, certain orders and uh, organizations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really good. Mm-hmm. I actually have uh, one of the early Masonic uh, hats from that lodge, actually. They they gave me that, but uh, yeah, that's it's it's an interesting order in itself, and and that is steeped in mystery and mysticism as well. Uh, wouldn't you agree? Um, with 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 uh, do right and um, to be understanding of, of symbolism and being able to have a uh, deeper understanding to those ancient mysteries. Um, yeah, um, and it's just being able to shine that light. To better understand, uh, to to improve that of knowledge of oneself. Yeah, I agree. I know we're coming up on break, uh, but you know, I mean, that's so. As far as getting becoming a, a mason and becoming a mason of the lodge, what what drew you to that? I mean, here you are doing uh, spiritual work and and everything else. So I, I I was wondering what the you know if there was a connection because of the. The uh, the lore of of uh, the Masons, or, or was it? Uh, well, I, um, I was I was taking after a uh, family legacy. Oh, okay. Um, and yep. a search of uh, knowledge and light, and, mm-hmm. and then be able to keep that going within our family. Okay, that's great. That's great tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, things have have changed so much uh, with the Masons over the years, uh, especially with the internet, <laughs> unfortunately. <Yeah. laughs> but anyways, uh, we are coming up our break, so we, we're going to have to hold off a uh, second. You could stay with us, right, Powell? Yes, yes, definitely. Okay, thank you so much. So anyways, uh, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation with the Bond Bombshell and Carrigan and New England's own Van Helsink, Ron Kolick, right here on Tojanet, Parix, Planet Paranormal, Ghost Channel, Tune In, or who knows, maybe a ghost box. Uh, we'll be right back after the following messages. I am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he is a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I am required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. 
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest, Paulo Santo. Yes. Hi, <laughs> I thought you all left. Yeah, well, we were thinking about it. You know, it is April Fool's, so. Oh, but I'm no, being good. Not... I'm being good. <laughs> we have a question, Paulo, from our chat room. Uh, Beth wants to know, do you do the past life regressions over the phone? I I personally would like um, to be present when I do this uh, with the individuals, so that way proper care um, is is taken care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's just a lot of protocol that does need to be taken care of in that process of doing that. To make sure that it's safe, and, and I'm and I'm taking full responsibility of that process. Does, right. is, does that clarify the answer, or do I need to go into more detail on that? No, I, I, I think. Go ahead. I think it's clear, and and yeah. I can totally understand that. I mean, I think, I mean, a past life regression is a big deal, <laughs> and I would totally want someone there with me. Oh, have you okay. ever been regressed in? I have not. Oh, that's a shame. Have you? Van Helsing? I have the memory. Van. I don't need the... I'm 110 <laughs> years old. Remember? <laughs> uh, I might have to come to New England, and then we can, we can solve that problem, man. Uh, there you go. David Wells trying didn't help. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I never met David Wells. That's your fault. Yeah, well, anyway. So <laughs> let's get back to Paulo. So anyways, uh, one of the things I, I did want to mention is the, the seance. Um, I, I'm going to ask you a, a little bit about, I, I, as I understand, you do seances, correct? That is correct, yeah. Okay. Could you, uh, I'm actually uh, holding a red light seance study group right now, uh, and we, we're recording them, and, and, and the goal is to go into complete physical uh, mediumship. That's what we're aiming for. And, and we understand it's going to take a long time and, and to build it up. So I, I would like to learn a little bit about your experiences in the seance. I mean, how did you get involved in doing seances? And, and does it evolve over time or is it uh, always the same? I, well, um, I, I do think it, that it does evolve over time. Um, due to the ability uh, or, or the talent of, of the medium. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got into it due to my family, my um, grand Pauline, 
uh, like I said, there's a medium and did conducted seances up through the New England and Rhode Island area, uh, and her daughter Judith. And my grandfather did a different form of it. Uh, it was more island um, tradition and that. But what I've noticed is a lot of the same techniques um, going into um, the most commonly achieved form of mediumship is a, is a trance state, um, right. being a natural trance medium. Um, the red light um, has always been my favorite uh, just due to the fact of to be able to witness a transconfiguration that start to take place, especially when the medium is going into that trance um, and allowing the uh, invocation, evocation to uh, take place. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a whole other experience. Uh, Ron, can I ask, have you ever... Uh, done the trance state uh, mediumship or have you been into that, that that state of being actually for the past 15 years i've worked with a trans medium by the name of maureen wood and she's yeah. actually trans transfigured it uh we, we 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 did a we've written a book together called ghost chronicle I actually wrote a couple of books together but when we went to sign with our agent in uh georgia uh, madison georgia we we went to this historic house and this was in the daytime and she actually began to uh, trance medium, and she began to uh, transfigure as well. Uh, and this was in the daytime, which was, you know, very clearly her face could was changing and everything else. But yeah, I've worked with her for quite a while, uh, and um, and they, they've said I've actually uh, got involved uh, in a little bit myself. So, um, in fact, at the Hooten Mansion, but that's another story. <laughs> but mm. yes, to, 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 a long answer to your story, but would be yes. No, no, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, it's it's definitely it's, it's something that it really doesn't. The best way trying to explain it, which really I don't think explains it, is trying to describe the sun to a blind man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that you actually have to experience to, to understand that, um, because when you're when you're going through that process, and then just something just takes over. And again, that's the point of you know no uh, no attachments or uh, expectations, and letting it just, uh, take you, um, and then having faith in, in you know yourself as as well as your your guards, um, whatever it is that that you, that you pray to in a sense uh, that you're going to be okay, you're going to be taken care of. Right. It, it's interesting because going to my red light seance group, I mean we we've, we've only begun. I just started doing this. Uh, um, Thomas Gwendolyn Hamilton, who was was a, a physician in in Canada, back in the 30s and early 40s, he he did extensive work uh, with seances and uh, he he built special rooms and took special precautions and photographed a lot of the things that were going on. In fact, his collection is at the University of Manitoba. So I, I kind of went. You know, he kind of inspired me to try to do that same thing where I can. Uh, you know, document it, and and we're we're trying to do that, and and it's interesting because uh, the medium that we're using now is uh, Leslie Martin, and she's not a trans medium, but yet the last uh, session we had, she went into trance, and she actually spoke to me as someone else, and uh, she didn't remember it at all afterwards. Uh, yeah. the, the interesting part about it because I knew this 
this this person that she trans from before because when Maureen and I had done an investigation at the place where we do this, this this gentleman had come through before and I used that term loosely. Uh, so when we were in the middle of this the seance, uh, she dropped an F bomb and uh, <laughs> you know, that was you know, that was like uh oh. And so I, I anyways I knew the guy and then I asked him uh, you know, who he was and then she turned to me and uh, she basically said, who the F are you uh, and what the F do you care? Uh, and so, you know, and I looked at her and I could tell from working <laughs> with Lauren over the years, it wasn't Leslie at all. Yeah. And after the seance was all over and everything else, and, and I didn't press it because I had, you know, I've worked with Maureen before, but I've never worked with Leslie and Trance, so I've got to take baby steps. Um so anyways, after it was all over, I, uh, she apologized. She says, I, I'm sorry, I dropped the F-bomb. I said, three times. And she said, <laughs> three times? No, only once. I said, no. Do you remember talking to me? And she said, no. And I says, well, you tranced. And, you know, we, we, the good thing is about it, we actually, you know, we, we've got it all on film and everything, which is great, too. So, wonderful, I guess, wonderful. Yeah. So it's interesting stuff. And but but eventually we want to go even beyond that. We want to go into physical mediumship as well, where we can, you know, uh, you know, have a the uh, spirit uh, with the bell box ring, maybe or, or a uh, uh, what's the other trumpet or, or some of the other objects as well. So in in, in the process of doing that, I've. Um just from the, the different phenomenons that were taking place, I guess mm -hmm. on a physical, I, I don't know if this would be considered a, a physical manifestation or not, um, but we've had definite, you know, definite wrap or temperatures change. Um, we've even had shadows. Uh, the way the candles were, were set up, but there was no way that this figure uh, mm -hmm. was able to appear on the wall in a full profile position the way it did. Um, and even being experienced with it, I mean, I, I turned ghostly white <laughs> and the hair yeah. stood up on, <laughs> on my neck and everything. Um, but but then the information that started to come from that uh, and, and the family that was involved during the time, and, and they, they were pretty strong. It, it, it was it was very bizarre. I mean, we, we've had touches. Uh, we've, we've had things where people have had maybe their hair pulled. Um, but nothing like what you might have experienced, you know, from watching a late night horror movie. Um, <laughs> you know, no, no, no ectoplasm yet. You know, I would, I would personally love to see that, and uh, mm -hmm. but still have yet to experience that. Um, but, but I have had some very. Uh, I mean, we've had things like a wine glass get knocked over. Oh, that's um, cool. You know, but that that might have been the extent of, of any full fledged. Um, I've noticed though that element like uh, the candle flame. You know, if we had a cauldron going or just candles, there there would be no way that this flame could grow a good four inches. And oh, yeah. then, then through, you know, communication, it starts to, to, to flicker, almost answering, you know, through a yes or no process. Um, we've had that happen. Uh, we've even tried mm -hmm. experiments where we've had, uh, like, the old scrying techniques where you would have a obsidian bowl and have that filled with water. Now we've oh, had cool. uh, vibration start to resonate. Now we've never had the voice phenomenon come through that to resonate out, but we've we've been able to see that vibration emanating from the center of the mole ringing out. 
Um, so there was something. Now, I mean, we take proper precautions. I mean, there, there's no AC or heater or uh, any outside influence that's going to try to uh, affect the, the status of all this. Uh, and it's not 100% either. So. No, that's it does take time. So can, yeah. I, can I ask you, do you sit in circle or, or do you sit around a table? Um, I could do I, I do both um, where I, I can be in the circle. Um, and then if uh, the individuals uh, from the temple or the group, and if they're around in a circle, then, you know, we go through a, um, a process of, uh, of ca- uh, banishing and casting and uh, bringing in uh, angelic guards um, to watch in the, the four quarters, uh, being a knock-in. So we bring that in just as a precaution. I mean, we, we just want to make sure everything is, is on the up and up just in, just in case, uh, just in case. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. being in in circle or or even around the table, mm-hmm. um, we've we've done that too. So you know what we've done is is we've we've tried to incorporate uh, the table into the seance so that now we have another element of the seance. We have the table tipping, table tapping, table knocking, whatever you want to call it, that mm-hmm. phenomena as well. So we're, we're trying to bring as much in as we can. Uh, to you know, create energy and so forth, uh, uh, and and give the spirit other methods of communicating. If if it's you know not strong enough, for instance, to go through a, a medium to transfigure or not, to to maybe ring a bell, maybe they can use the energy of the people on the table to move a table or whatever. Uh, so th- that's that's my goal in this thing, and and is to get really into. I, I want to see the, the the actual physical mediumship as well as the transfiguration. Which be awesome too. I mean, I mean, if anyone's ever seen that, it's it's, it's absolutely remarkable uh, uh, as well. Um, but you know, it's an interest. I'm sorry, Powell. Go ahead. No, no, I was, I was saying that. I was agreeing with you that, that it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, do you? When now, let's before uh, you you talked a little bit about precautions stuff, which. Uh, I have actually have another question for you too, but but I, I did uh, some research on the the early Victorians in seances, and, and what they did is they actually they didn't do that much protection and stuff. You know, they they were really more involved. They they used to play music actually uh, to at the beginning of the seances to to uh, raise the vibrations and so forth. They were they weren't so much into the protection as we are now. How why do you think it has changed over the years from like the early spiritualist to what we're doing now um probably because of mainstream and the negative dogma that they put upon it um and then now people are, are being afraid that okay you you might pull in a, a demonic possession or whatever would come through and this is and and just in case i mean we, could, I mean, we really don't know but just in mm-hmm. case, we, we would take all preliminary you know, precautions, you know, and, and that's part of our discipline. Um, I mean, we do right. play music, um, and we, we go through a series of hymns to, to raise that vibration. Um, mm-hmm. And we've noticed that, well, let's say all who's present within the sitting um, and doing it proper, if you think of ourselves as a, uh, a battery, a uh, battery source, and whatever this energy is, um, if it's still on that etheric plane, kind of floating, or, or however it may be, if it has to be collected, you know, from a collective consciousness, let's say the group, now their their intention, their focus, they're they're all bringing that together to try to solidify that into into one space. 
And mm-hmm. we want to make sure that that space that it's being brought into is conducive enough for that. Um, so if, that way, if, if there is a piece of phenomenon or something that starts to take place, it can. Um, we have had, uh, uh, I guess, uh, what, what do they call it, the, the table uh, knock or what, when it starts to move around. We, yeah. We've had stuff like that take place. Um, it was okay, very so that, fascinating. That's, that's, that's a little bit of physical meanership right there, actually. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a separate discipline. There, there are people that just do table tipping, table tapping or, or whatever. But uh, in reality, we're all it's all going towards the same goal, which is spirit communication. Yeah, yeah um, to have that connection. Um, right. And I believe because it's, it's the, the human factor that the humans were always trying to be connected to one another by whatever means. Um, even to the degree where we have the social media and, and, you know, I could talk to somebody in New Zealand or in New England for this matter. Um, yeah. and I don't have to wait six months, six months for a letter to come back. But then it even goes beyond, uh, that, that form of saying, well, um, we have that here, but what's after? We, we really, we really don't know. So I, I think that's the fascination. So just as the, uh, uh, the primal mysteries of man, whereas fire has always been a um, a very wonderful, mysterious attraction to uh, to human. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I've been dominating the conversation here. <laughs> if, if you got, if I, I apologize. Well, I've been dying to talk to Paolo about the seance and everything. That's all right. So I do apologize. And of course, <laughs> you know, regression is my thing anyway. So, uh, yeah. so <laughs> do you have anything that you've been holding back that I I kind of slipped well, all over? I actually did want to ask Paolo. Um, I when I was looking at your website. Um, you've written a book? About, um, um, I, I've, I, I have written a couple. I'm in the process of, um, I've, you know, over the years, opinions and, and I, you know, theory and ideology uh, does change. So being able to kind of revise it and, and to, uh, be able to release it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, so um, I'm wondering, because it, it, it says, uh, Touched by an Angel, is that the, the yes. title of the book? Um, oh, okay. That's that's actually uh, one of the titles, uh, "Touched by an Angel." It's um, well, it actually goes back into that that soul clearing that that we were discussing in the very beginning, um, where using the uh, seven archangels and the the four greater, um, we go through a process of um, well, I'm going to say um, cutting the third cord. Having having that connection and using angelic assistance uh, in the process of being able to re- again remove some of these blockages. I uh, sorry for repeating it, and then going in and realigning this, uh, the chakra point. So not not only are we going through and, and cutting some etheric cords to remove that that negativity, but then going through and realigning the energetic vibration of that individual uh, angelically. And then bringing them to a higher understanding of light, um, that every human is out of the light. Um, the light is always within them. It surrounds them. It protects them to bring them back to that. So that way now the full empowerment of, of self for them to realize that they are just as divine as the divine creator itself. Uh, you know, to, to be honest, Ron and Ann, I, I was just a figment of your imagination. I, I didn't <laughs> exist in y'all's reality until you allowed it. I'm thankful for that and very honored because I keep existing. But it's one of these things that by an individual knowing that they're the center 
of their own universe. That means they themselves are creating all this um, and using that angelic flow, um, that touch of an angel. Uh, I've had a couple of near-death experiences myself, and I think it's just my my homage to that and respect uh, to to whatever that may be that was there keeping me alive during that time. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's if someone wanted to um, get a copy of your book, can they? Would they go through you or Amazon? Yeah, yeah or? they would. Um, well, they would contact me directly. Um, okay, they can. Email me at info at paulosanto.com. Okay. And, uh, and, and I've always loved talking with individuals and answering any questions that they may have uh, to the best of my abilities that I can. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if they're interested in a copy, just let me know, and I'll be gladly to send one that way. That's great. And, Very good. And Paulo Santo, Paulo Santo is spelled P-A-O-L-O-S-A-N-T-O. So P-A-O-L-O. So just yes. so there's no confusion on that whatsoever. But anyways, we actually have an, another red light seance coming up. Uh, the first uh, we do it the first Tuesday of every month. And if anyone's interested in going, they can contact the Circles of Wisdom in Andover at nine seven eight four seven four eighty ten nine seven eight four seven four eighty ten. And and someone that we both know, Paulo, our Rich Lavenwood, is going to the next one. So uh, this should be interesting. <laughs> Yeah, so, and, and definitely. Um, I do travel, and I do make it up that way quite a bit. And, oh, uh, really? But if, if, if it's open invitation, I would definitely love to stop by and shake your hand personally. Oh, that would be interesting. Yes, that would. It's always good to bring new energy, and uh, you know, you you want the same energy, but you want new energy. So uh, I know we're running out of time, actually, but I do want to mention, uh, ask you one more question: Is is now when you do these seances? What type of spirits come through? Are, are they spirits associated with the people there? Or are they spirits associated with the house? Or are they what I call street ghosts, that spirits are just coming in because they realize that someone's trying to contact the other side? Um, I, I have a couple of uh, opinions on that. Um, one, I mean, and, and, and I, I guess it's just kind of shortened. So I know we're running out of time. Um, I, again, I use an angelic term. And so mm-hmm. I'll end up using either Uriel or uh, Gabriel in the process um, to be my, my contact. So if, if there is a message um, that's coming from somebody that would be a, a family member, then that's being relayed. Um, personally, because I don't have that genetic coding to that individual, um, I, I have yet to been able to have them come to me directly. And it is very mm-hmm. fascinating, though, that the information that is being shared to me through those angelic means um, are, are very close, um, uh, kind of very startling. And and majority of the time, I don't remember what I'm saying <laughs> anyways. Um, uh-huh. so sometimes I try to record it or they, or they let me know um, what's going on. Um, I have I, I do live across the street from the cemetery here in Jacksonville. Oh, and so I, I, I guess the, uh, the the streakers that you would say, you do you do have a very interesting uh, energy flux that kind of goes on. People feel like being followed or being watched. We we do get that sometimes. Um, in the process of uh, you know being a clairvoyant, they just get flashed. I'm able to relay that, but I've never actually had a voice come out and talk to anyone. Um, if anything, it's been through an angelic name. Hmm. Okay. 
Kevin, we picked up a little bit of echo there. And that's because we were yeah. talking about spirit and that what happens <laughs> yeah well, well you start talking about angels michael and you know he, he's uh he kind of wants to be talked about quite a bit some other mm-hmm. ones too and uh and and i would definitely love to be able to shake your hand too honey <laughs> that's great i'd love to see you <laughs> yeah maybe maybe we could regress her to her early life as uh i don't know clarabelle <laughs> thanks a lot <laughs> clarabelle, clarabelle the yeah, it could be. You never know, right? It doesn't have to be Marie Antoinette. You know, you could have been a clown. Who knows? Oh, thank you so much. Thank I'm you just so much, saying. You I was a clown. Made, okay. You could have been. You could have been May West. You could have been May West too, honey. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, so anyways, Paula, we want to thank you so much uh, for joining us today. And uh, anything uh, in closing you'd like to talk about? Well, there's uh, just a couple things that I was picking up on uh, from the two of you. Um, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Ann, first and foremost, um, your your passion for things and the drive that you have is uh, remarkable. It really is remarkable. <laughs> You're able to set your mind and, and, and get it done because of that, that, that temperance and as well as even being, how do you say, uh, the adaptable fluid. Um that lunar current, um, really the message was to just finish what you start, you know, finish that book and the hell with what anybody else has to say, including me or Ron for that matter. You're a wonderful <laughs> person. You know that. No, 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 no. Well, hey, thank hey. you. But Ron, Ron, you, you have a wonderful ability to, to really know where you come from, uh, to be able to take that knowledge, apply it for that wisdom uh, as a perfectionist. It's wonderful. And again, the same amount of love that you have and that creative outlet is, um, I'm hearing bells again. Do you hear that? Yeah, that's, that's a doorbell, which means Don't pizza the from bell? the dead is here. So it's okay. <laughs> that's all right. Continue. You were talking about yeah. me and how wonderful I was, so I'm not going to pass that up. <laughs> well, you, you're, you, it's, it's really interesting on, on the, the, the type of authority that you embrace. It's very much a, um, uh, a wonderful, wonderful current as uh, some would say a feminine current. You have two types, a masculine and a feminine, where it's huh. really that, that level of authority that people respect you. They'll, they'll follow you in a battle because of that respect. Um, you're very diplomatic. You're very graceful when it comes into that. And uh, so don't ever change. The, the two of you together, though, I mean, really by through that of the planes of Pythagoras, you guys have an access to power uh, that is unshakable. <laughs> There Ooh. you go. Yeah. Powerful, Ron. Powerful. Yeah. So Ooh. I guess we should get the chemo numbers, the chemo numbers next time we go, right? But anyways. <laughs> I know, right? Paula, by the way, my, na- my name is Ronald, and, and there was one, one saint. There actually is a saint, Ronald, and he was killed by his own men. So just to give you an idea. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't know how good a leader I will be. <laughs> no, no, you'll, you'll uh, be a great one. Just, just keep thinking outside the box. <laughs> I'd follow you, Ron. There you oh, go. Oh, that's so sweet, right to the oh, April Fool. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. oh, thanks. Okay, Paolo, thank you so much for uh, being with us. Thank you, thank you again. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Ann. Thank you, listeners. Um, yeah, it, was it was wonderful. A, thank you. It was thanks, a pleasure Paolo. speaking with you. You take care. Yep. You guys now. have a good evening. Bye. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> so, anyways, that was great. Yes. Yes, very interesting. Wherever down in Florida, 
down Jacksonville. Oh, he's coming warm. up this way. Huh? He, he comes up this way. All right. Well, we can do that too. Yeah. So yeah. So he'll uh, he'll be able to give us even more readings. <laughs> anyway. That would be awesome. Be yeah. Great. So it, thank. It was good to have you back again, and I'm, I'm I'm glad to hear your cheerful little voice. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Glad things so, settled down, and I have graced you with my presence. There you go. So, anyways, <laughs> till next time, tune in. Good night. God bless. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law. Shh, listen.